Good morning and welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood with Mike Tung. It's a new year and for a lot of people that always brings hopes and dreams of big changes. But often we find ourselves stuck no matter how hard we try. Well, today's guest is going to help us get unstuck. Today's guest is Pastor Mike Signorelli. Pastors a church in New York City, but he's originally from Indiana. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the world of ministry. Oh, wow, that's a great question. You know, um, actually, I started my journey as an atheist, and I was somebody who um, kind of used my time to try to debunk all world religions. And um, as I went on that journey, just like many others, I actually um, discovered that the message of Jesus Christ was in fact true and that he was the Messiah. And uh, that's kind of my ministry journey. I always tell people I, I'm, I'm like an accidental pastor, uh, because I just started a lot of talks about spirituality and what people believe in, and that kind of evolved into uh, into what it is today. That's funny. I w- always wanted to write a book called Accidental Ministry, because that's how I found myself there, too. It's kind of neat how God works in your life, isn't it? <laughs> it is. We've got this Mike and Mike combo going right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... You've got a book out called New Year, New Me. Now, it's the start of January. I think a lot of people, maybe we had set resolutions or were hoping, you know, the clock strikes midnight at 2020 and it's going to be completely different and all of a sudden we wake up and everything's the same still or we failed our resolutions already. Why do you you think, first of all, we all have this big hope that things would change so much this year? Yeah, well, you know, I, I, would just, I want to just start by saying I have an English degree, and I know how cliche it is to entitle a little ebook "New Year, New Me." Uh, <laughs> but I, I guess what I was wondering is, like, is it possible for that cliche to actually be true? And I think a lot of people are wondering that. And you know, there's so much power in ritual, and so when we come into the holiday season, and you know, certain songs start to play, it kind of creates this atmosphere of expectation. And there's just something about the power of ritual, this idea that we could cross over and the number one representing new beginnings, the first, you know. And and so I just kind of said, well, you know, I want to help equip people with some practical tools because for me I'm a really practical guy. It's like I don't want to get lost in like 3,000 pages of philosophy. It's like tell me what to do and I pray that it will actually work and so I'll do it. And so being a pastor um, here in New York City, I'm sure you can hear the sirens go right now. Um, we are actually in New York City, and it's crazy. Um, people are just like, yeah, yeah, just tell me, you know, there's that whole New York Minute. And so I was like, what if I wrote a book about New Year, New Me, and a New York Minute? <laughs> I love it. And that's like, it's literally, what, 32 pages, I think, the ebook. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why did you decide to, to put this together and, and, and make it so short and so simple? Well, you know, uh, I pastor a church called V1 Church, and we did a series entitled New Year, New Me, and I just kind of preached through some of these strategies and some of these tips, and um, the response was, like, overwhelming. People kept saying how much it helped them, and, and so I said, you know what, I'm just going to take it from audio into written form, and um, if it helps people in, in one context, it'll help them in the other, and so that's kind of how that came about. And um, I'm happy to say that we've had an insane amount of downloads, and I've gotten a ton of responses back from people who are saying, wow, like, you know, this is legitimately helping. Uh, you know, like, I don't know about, I, I'm just trying to find the right way to say it, but, like, I, New York is like a big city hustle and bustle, right? Everybody's chasing after everything. 
that's kind of how it is everywhere, right? Like we're all chasing something today. It seems that people are continually unsatisfied with uh, what they achieve. Do you find that too? Oh, 1000%. You know, I, I live in, in a city where they say, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. And, you know, because it's, it's so difficult to live here, the cost of living is absurd and it's super crowded. Um, but what I like to do is actually go on trips to places that are even harder <laughs> to live in to remind me how luxurious New York City is. Um, you know, and, and I think it's about a perspective shift, you know. Um, and, and it's very healthy to get in. I, you know, I go into places like where there's just deplorable conditions to remind me that, um, New York's not so bad. And, and I think that you're right. It's, you know, it's, you see this all the time. Like people come from other nations to New York City and to them, they're like, you have no idea how good you really have it. And so, um, and I think my hope is that this ebook, New Year, New Me, helps people get that perspective shift without having to jump into an airplane and travel somewhere. Um, but oftentimes the problem that we have is like the warfare in our own mind. And so you can be in like same place, different location, and it's just because you have a different perspective. And so um, that that's kind of the goal of this. You say that this uh, helps people go from chaos to clarity. How do we how do we uh, help people move from chaos to clarity? Yeah, you know, one of the the things that I say in the book is I tell the story about being in the Chicago airport at O'Hare, and um, it was just a funny phenomenon because there was this escalator, and as uh, and people were going up the escalator, suddenly it stopped working, and then the remaining people went up the escalator, and then everyone else, like, completely diverted around it. And I was laughing at myself because um, no one could see that a broken escalator just turns into a staircase. And so I just, like, walked up this this this, this staircase that was an escalator. And I, I think that what we have to do is kind of see that some of the things that we're saying in our life that are so messed up and they're so wrong um, could just be an escalator turning into a staircase. And really what happens is, you know, an escalator takes you up on that journey instantly without any work. But a staircase, you have to actually do the work. You have to, like, put one foot in front of the other and get your way up there. And so a lot of times we avoid work. We avoid putting the time in to say, wait a second, this situation in my marriage isn't what I want it to be. I wanted an escalator. You know, it's like yeah. when you first meet someone and, <laughs> You smell them and you see them and you're like, oh my gosh, like I want to marry this girl. And then all of a sudden you get into the marriage and you're like, wait a second, um, for this to be a happy marriage, it's, it's a staircase, not an escalator. And um, being willing to actually put in the work. And, and again, even that sounds cliche, but it's the thing that's most necessary. How, how has this played out in your own life? Like, how have you seen this? Uh, can you give us an example of that? Uh and how it's helped you in your ministry? Like, ministry's hard. you got to put in work there, right? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you, you know, I think that I was saying this the other day to, to our church. It's like, you know, there are so many of us who are believers, who are Christians. We, we Like, our ideal is that in order to be in the perfect will of God, the evidence is there's nothing wrong in our life. But then when you read scripture, you see like Paul being shipwrecked and then he gets bit by a snake right. and then he gets like, you know, imprisoned and shackled by these people he's trying to preach the gospel to. And so it's like mainly he was surrounded by trouble. And I, I think that it's just it's healthy to um, kind of identify like the trouble in our life and say, well, what if this was the evidence 
that I'm headed in the right direction. Like what what if it, what if the reason why I'm being fought so much is because I do have a purpose and a plan and a destiny for my life. And 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 I think it's and again that's a perspective shift to say like what if 2020 was just as hard as 2019, but we redefine the difficulty. Oh, I love that because already on my social media, I've seen so many people struggling already and, and Facebook statuses like, I thought this year was going to be better and different and it's worse than last year, but what if, yeah, we recognize, yeah, it's going to be hard and we shift that perspective. I love that. Yeah, well, that's a New York perspective. You know, they, it's funny because people say that, uh, a lot of pastors. When I, I'm from Indiana, which is in the, in, in the Midwest, and I call it the Shire for all of the Lord of the Rings fans. But um, when I left the Shire to come out to New York City, a lot of pastors said, "Well, you understand that this is the graveyard of churches, and churches statistically dire, which is true." But I said, "But you got to understand that um, you know Jesus." does miraculous things in graveyards like we i mean easter is a resurrection celebration so if you're saying it's a graveyard i'm saying it's it literally is a stage for the miraculous and so it's just like people are always going to give you the negative they're going to give you the dark side and like we have to be the ones that say well like well what's the other way of 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 understanding and seeing this and i try to be an ambassador of that way of thinking because once you click into it it's a way of being you know you uh, mentioned V1 Church. Tell us about V1. First of all, what does V1 mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we like to be super ambiguous, so it's a lot harder to judge it. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, you know, actually going back, so I was uh, in ministry. I, I've been a pastor for about 15 years now, and I'd always been like an associate pastor, a number two, but I had this really audacious dream to come to New York City uh, to be a lead pastor and launch my own church. And, you know, just being in ministry is just difficult. And uh, so I remember I got to this point in our ministry where I was like, you know, I told my wife, Julie, I'm like, Julie, I just want to be like a middle class family where we have like a D- Disney vacation club and like we just <laughs> stop struggling in ministry. And so we went to this conference and before we actually uh, walked into the conference, we're in the parking lot. And I'm telling this, I'm like, what if I just, what if we just quit? pastoring and we just i just worked in corporate america and whatever and, and and we just had a life and my wife put her hand on my shoulder and said mike um the dream to go to new york i know it's crazy because we're just like small town people from indiana but i believe it's from god and we're going to do this and she kind of affirmed that in me and anyways we went to this conference and the last session this guy said um he, go, he goes you know i was praying for this conference and um i feel like i saw a vision of somebody in the parking lot trying to give up a big dream and um, I feel like they need to hear the message, it's time to go V1. And I never heard the term before. I didn't know what it meant. And he said in aviation, um, the term V1 is a term that pilots understand, and it's the, flight, it's the stage in flight where the plane leaves the runway and there's no turning back. Huh. And the force, like this force of nature takes over um, where if there's a, a fire in the engine or a tire blows out, like the, the force of nature is taking over. This plane is going to fly. There's... There's simply no plan B. There's no turning back. And he's like, it's time for you to ditch all of your plan Bs and go V1. And I obviously was like weeping, and I was like a puddle, and it was just like this amazing confirmation that we were supposed to do it. And within a year later, we launched the church, and all these other miracles aligned to make it happen. So we just said, we're naming the church because we're asking everyone else to go on this journey of no turning back, no plan B with us. 
and so that's that's the name. That's cool. What's the response been like to the church since you guys opened? Well, I'll put it like this. We've launched three locations in the last two and a half years. In the graveyard um, of churches. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I tell people, I think I was just too stupid to know what you couldn't do. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't like. I still don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing it. You know, I, I one of my favorite scriptures. Paul says, "Like I haven't apprehended it yet. Like I haven't laid hold of it yet. But this one thing I know is like I'm striving for the future. I'm reaching into the future. It's the only thing I know. And uh, I tell our church all the time: the only way to truly like forget your past and to be at peace with your present is to be running into your future. And we just keep running and. Like I said, we've launched three locations in the last two and a half years, and we've seen many radical salvations, Hindus, Muslims, uh, atheists, agnostics, all turning to Christ. Like, it's the most absurd, crazy thing I've ever been a part of, and no one can get the credit but Jesus. That's so cool. Now, back to the book. It's Is it free? Yeah, well, it's free. Uh, it's free on my website. Okay, and then it's like a dollar ninety nine on Amazon. Nice. So tell us about the website and uh, how we can get the book and find out more about you and your ministry. Yeah, you know, I, I put a website up. Uh, it's uh, www. com, and if you go to the website, you can download the book free. It'll send it right to your uh, email, and um, and then I've got some other resources there, like blog posts and video content and things like that as well. Do you have any plans to release any other books in the future? Yeah, this is sort of like the little drip before the drop. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. Um, I'm, work- I'm actually working on a feature-length book entitled Go V1. So uh, I'm excited about that. Pastor Mike, thanks so much for uh, joining us today. If Maybe one last thing. Somebody, they're feeling the start of January 2020 is going to be no different and they're stuck in life. What do you say to that person listening today? Yeah, I want them. To, I want if you're listening right now, I want you to be encouraged that you're listening by divine appointment. It's a destiny moment, and you need to hear that. If nothing else changes in 2020, God desires for you to change. And when the when the internal climate of your soul changes, it actually changes the outward atmosphere that you live in. And so, uh, maybe the thing that changes the most in 2020 is the atmosphere of your soul before the atmosphere of your surroundings. But God dwells inside of you by the Holy Spirit, and you're equipped with everything you'll ever need already. Love it. Thank you so much, Pastor Mike. You got it. Thanks so much for having me. This was a blast. Some great advice from Pastor Mike. I guess i got to get off the escalator and start climbing the stairs. Climb those stairs <laughs> every day. Remember, if you want to listen to the full conversation, you can do that at your radio station's website. We'll talk to you again on Connections.